Welcome to another episode of The Salty Christian. My name is Crystal, and I'm thrilled to be talking with you today. I want to share some thoughts with you as I'm sitting on my back porch in the rocking chair with the sound of the morning going. You'll probably hear some birds chirping, the sprinklers going. I'm grateful you're here with me. Sometimes I feel like the thoughts that I have to share are so simple but foundational. Today is one of those days. I have some things on my heart pertaining to this gift of life that I want to kind of work through with you. I don't know if any of you have ever felt like this life is not so much of a gift, but a burden. Recently, I went to a new church and new as in new to me. I visited a friend who changed churches recently because of a move um, with her family. I was just far enough away that it was difficult to get to the services and participate. So begrudgingly, she followed her husband there and has been so blessed by it. Her whole family's increase in their faith walk has been um, incredible, absolutely incredible. And through that step of obedience, I have been blessed as well because of my visit and the special giftings the Lord gave me there. One of those gifts was an exchange for a yoke that was on me of this burden. Jesus said that his burden is easy and his yoke is light. The burden. Jesus says one thing and it often feels like we're living something completely different. That was my experience and is my experience often times. But I'm learning that it's really my job and those around me's job to recognize when the burden is getting heavy and to break that off. That is what I experienced here at this place. The prayer team and the pastor saw the burden on me and declared over me the truth of what Jesus has for me and broke this yoke off of me and exchanged it by carrying the spiritual burden with me 
it changed my posture. I was kind of hunched over and weighed down. You could see it in the natural. And since then, my posture is naturally taller. My shoulders are naturally back. I'm standing taller because of the help that I received. Little did I know that I would be doing the same for others shortly after. As a guest on this podcast passed away and I needed to go and bear the burden of that loss while also lending hope of a future just as this pastor and church did for me. This walk is a beautiful thing and very difficult, especially if we're doing it on our own or outside and outside of the body where the Holy Spirit is active and moving. I think that this burden of living on this Western way of life has become a self-sufficiency that ends up leaving our bones dry and our heads full. I had a talk with a young woman who told me she may disappoint me by her stance in being pro-choice and pro-abortion. I told her that I wasn't surprised because of the life that she had experienced growing up. It was very, very difficult. She saw her family struggle because of a lack of education, a lack of a good job, um, abusive relationships. And so I really wasn't surprised by her stance. I simply shared that it made me sad that she felt at this point in her life that we can't overcome and raise children simultaneously. I think that the burden we have placed on this generation that is uh, 20s and 30s, um, probably the teens too, that they have 
seen the hardship and had no hope except in education and status. Oh, that's so sad because it takes just as much time to climb out of that lie, if not longer. Because the hopelessness still comes. Those things don't fulfill us and they don't really create our purpose. Even though we can get a self-satisfaction out of serving others through our job and our career. So it's a bit more deceptive than other ways of idolizing um, so bear with me as I work through my thought process and I really hope this makes sense to you. I'm trying to articulate my thoughts and feelings in a reasonable, logical way. Um, so I think she was surprised when I said... I'm just so sad. It makes me sad that, you know, she felt like she couldn't do both. She couldn't have a child and become, like provide all that child needed a good environment. And become self-sufficient. This is so difficult because I myself struggle with people being in my space. I'm definitely an introvert. I am a type A personality. I'm a, an entrepreneur. Oh, self-sufficient. Goal-oriented. All of those things that it takes to... to um, thrive in this American economy and I know these things from working through all of it I grew up poor in a single mother household I have seen um, the American dream hit and be incredible uh, in my family and then everything be lost. I have seen people have great careers and become educated um, and lose everything in a minute. Um, there's more. There is more. There's more value to you than your title. There's more value to you than your job, your income, your bank account. We were made in spite of all of this world's chaos and noise and clamor and striving 
we were made to be the image of God, to restfully, joyfully create and serve one another, to take care of one another. And make beautiful things. As believers, we really need to confront this as a spiritual issue with a tenderness of the root that would cause someone to believe that a life is not worth it and that their situation is hopeless to the point of not valuing their own child. I think this hopelessness is the most desperate and darkest place to be. We need to recognize that as a body of believers and address that hopelessness Some might say it is a place that is hopeful because they have a plan. And I have to charge you with the reality that every plan, even the best laid plans, have um, issues and bumps in the road. Life is full of issues and challenges. So I think the best laid plan can be... looked at as um, an opportunity but not um, not your God not your everything we take vows when we get married and we say things like better or worse richer and poorer in sickness and in health but we don't mean that when things happen, we bail. And I think that shows the commitment to our plan more than to our relationships. And that is a problem. I think that is what we've taught our this generation. And we've taught them to strive and make something. And what they can do is what they will get. And we've reinforced this by uh, punishing things that they've not done and being so consumed with what we accomplish that that is what they value, is what they accomplish. So we've really got to own that, you guys. We've got to own the fact that we have not made them a priority in our life. We have not made the relationship with them, the awareness of who they are, a priority. Really what our households have become is what is self-serving to us. It's all a reflection of us. I have a friend who was raised in a broken household and she recently came to the conclusion that when she was at her father's house, he was, um, very matter of fact and um, present 
when called upon. But otherwise, um, uninvolved and un, um, I guess I'm just uninvolved is the answer to that. And that brought her to a place of seeing that it was really about him all along. It was his house, his rules, um, his standards. It wasn't about raising the children to impart those, testing the values of those uh, within and finding the character and the flaws to help build the person or the children. It was about how things were going to go in his neck of the world, uh, neck of the woods. And that's selfish. That is very selfish. And while, yes, great that you have a standard, um, yikes. I really went through a, a trial of having to see, is this, um, what is healthy masculinity? And am I just not valuing the role of a father because of these feelings and, um, uh, tendencies that I was seeing and the Lord revealed to me that his nature is caring and present and pursuing and imparting, not just being. Our Father God doesn't want to just be and do and have and gloat. He is a God that pursues us. He trains us up. He tests us in our character. He imparts. He trains. He um, gives and equips it's all simultaneous, all the time, based on our gifts and talents. And so it debunked that idea that this um, way of fathering was something that I was just unsure of. I didn't know. It was this hands-off idea of raising children um, is really bizarre. It's very self-centered and I don't know how to direct to fix it except that you have to turn off the TV and you have to spend time with your people and find out what they like. Go and do those things with them. If you can't, then figure out why not and fix it if possible. Find something you can do together. Pursue that. Pursue it. Do it. Be active. Be uh, requesting and pursuant. If you're not those things and you're just there, I mean, kudos for being there, but it's simply not enough. It's simply not enough. Our Father shows us that He knows us he is so involved and strategic and participatory um, 
his doting, doting. I want to look up that word. I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope that we can, as a church, uh, begin to come back to this place of realizing what we have imparted to this next generation as valuable because that is their values now. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's other things. But um, without the pressing in and pursuing them versus dictating us over them, um, we really don't know them. We haven't come to know them. So we shouldn't be surprised when what they value is what they can get or do or accomplish. So, church, we have a beautiful responsibility to repent and listen. Hear what they're saying is their issue. And instead of demanding that they value life, look at why they or how they value life, what their values are, and how we may have played a part in creating those values. And what can we do, Lord, to come back to a place of correction to where they feel safe in you, within your system, and in the values that are really true and um, undeniable and active. Lord, please build the character in us to influence this generation and not as an intrusion or a demand, but as a best practice, as a safe place to land, to come to on this steadfast, supernatural, beautiful, protective, safe, concerned, loving kindness, Lord, that you give to us. Lord, let us show that. Teach us how, Lord, because we really have failed. We're coming back. We're, we're definitely doing something right. We're on the right track. We see this in the fruit of our land. We see this in the fruit of our our government, Lord, and the decisions that are being made and the law, the justice system, Lord. You are the justice system. You created it. You established it. It does belong to you, Lord, and we will pray to take it back, Lord, one person at a time. Help us to meet their needs and to just show them that they're truly loved, that they are loved and they're heard, Lord, and enough that they're loved and heard when they are wrong. No one, no one wants to be around and know it all. So church, we have to slow up enough to stop demanding and dictating what we know and start meeting people where they've stopped growing in their immaturity, in their infant states. Like we don't make a baby like go on the toilet. Like, come on, we got to clean up this mess where we've left them, where we brought them, where someone else has brought them and left them. Let's get our hands dirty. 
and fix it with the help of the Lord and the wisdom of the Lord. We can do this. We can do this one word at a time, one thought at a time. Let us press into him, study him so we can know his character and we can be transformed to be more like him. If it takes every moment of every day, we can steal and uh, hear the word of the Lord. Um, I've become so anemic in the word and the time with him because of recent things that I have done to pour out that um, I have put on the New Testament in double time and have played it uh, so that I can hear it and watch it uh, with my eyes and just let that word, that holy word penetrate me and just watch and be renewed and be fed like a baby nursing uh, because that's how small and spent my spirit man was and I was so tired. So I hope that this encourages someone today and uh, makes sense in some kind of way. Lord knows it's going to take the Holy Spirit to do that because I am all over the place and I'm okay with that because he is good and he meets me there right in the middle of my all over the place and he'll do the same for you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless the listener today. Bless all that they put their hand to, all that pertains to them. In Jesus' holy name, amen.